Entrepreneurs Will Save the World. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Ad Valued Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. We focus on the mindset shifts entrepreneurs make to increase their influence and impact in the world. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by the Add Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast. We would love for you to like, share, and leave a review of our show. Subscribe on YouTube. Most importantly, help us spread the word about the great stories being shared on our show. My guest today is Maria Cast. Maria has helped entrepreneurs launch and grow their businesses beyond six figures. She has found there are three major influencing factors, client attraction blockers impacting 95% of entrepreneurs in service-based industries. Maria Cast and Robert have a discussion about mindset and the typical issues holding many people back. They are caught in the past and things beyond their control. Maria shares her own life story and what she's had to let go of in order to experience success. She's tapped into the John Maxwell leadership and loves coaching others to the life they've always dreamed of. Well, Maria, thank you so much for joining me today. Just looking forward to uh, learning about making finding clients easier and <laughs> all the other wisdom you could share with us. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Most people are like, well, I'm not sure I could fill an hour. <laughs> I'm excited. So typically, I just let everybody start with where they've started and jumped into their own entrepreneurial journey. Mm, oh, my goodness. So um, my entrepreneurial journey, actually, well, let me kind of start with where I am now and then I'll and then I'll go back. So right now I am a coach for consultants and aspiring and new coaches and consultants. Uh, I help them find a steady stream of clients into their business so that their business is thriving and sustainable. So that's, you know, that's who I work with. That's my target market. Um, that's what I love to do. And I'll share a little bit about why I kind of uh, went that route. But let me share a little bit about what happened in the beginning. So I've been an entrepreneur uh, for Oh my goodness. Well, honestly, if I really think about it, it's since I was about 13 because I was your neighborhood uh, newspaper deliverer when I was like 12, 13 years old. So I started to work when I was quite young. And um, over the years, just when I after I graduated from college, I graduated in the hospitality industry and I worked in that industry for a very short time because I had a desire to have my own business. Um, I grew up with a dad who was an entrepreneur. I loved freedom and flexibility was really my driver. Um, being able to be the designer of my own life and live life the way I wanted to and be there for my kids. So what I ended up doing was uh, my first business I opened was a vegan, organic and gluten free cafe back in 1997. Wow. So that was my first. Yeah. <laughs> Way, way before gluten, vegan, or any of those things were totally domain, right? Exactly. It's funny because my part, I had a business partner at the time, uh, and we just, to this day, we, we go on hikes together and whatnot. And I'm always like, man, I had no idea how well before our time we were. And it's probably the reason we didn't make it past four years. 
<laughs> because it was so niched and it was so out of the box for people. We had a great, um, we had a great uh, a group of regulars, but not enough regulars, right? Because not enough people knew about it. So that that's kind of like that was my first learning in how can you when when you're delivering a service or a product or whatever, how can you make it so that you can incorporate, um, you know, in the beginning before people know about it, how can you incorporate more people, right? So maybe we could have in that instance we could have niched a little like wider. So that was my first business, and then um, after that, I. Uh, went back into the corporate field for a very short time and then realized still it wasn't for me, uh, realized quickly. So I uh, became a uh, Mary Kay, a director with Mary Kay Cosmetics. So I was in the ML or direct marketing field. Uh, I became a director very quickly within less than a year, uh, was a car driver, had a very good income from that, had a team, uh, a large team that I was coaching and I did that for about six years and about oh, I'm going to say four years into that journey. I knew that I didn't want to stay in that field, uh, but I knew I wanted to be in the coaching field. And so I, I know you're on the John Maxwell team, right? Is that how you, I was connected with you through Heather? And yep. Cool. So you're, I think you're going to appreciate this story a lot. So um, John Maxwell, we, my director at the time, my leaders at the time that were training me, uh, we listened to a lot of John Maxwell videos and we, the VCR actually. <laughs> and um, he just, I resonated with him so much because he was just so relatable and so loving and so funny. And I love humor. I love fun. And I really uh, latched on to John Maxwell to help me become a better leader for my team. And what ended up happening was, like I said, about four years in, I knew that Mary Kay was no longer for me, but I wasn't ready to give up the income yet. And I was searching. So I decided, you know, just let me, I'm just going to go step by step. I'm going to continue this journey and it will present itself at the right time. And I will never forget, I was in Jupiter, Florida. Um, I, my family has a home there and I was there with my son uh, vacationing and I was in the swimming pool. And this woman said to me, she she had been just coming off of a youth retreat uh, from her church and she said, oh, go check it out. You know, it's online. And she gave me the the link to it and I watched it and somehow I got rooted to a John Maxwell training or a John Maxwell speak uh, speaking event or something. And he quickly was talking about something and he had said something about his uh, John Maxwell team of coaches. And I was like, what was that? <laughs> My ears perked up and it was like my heart just went like I, I just knew, I knew that was it and got involved with John Maxwell team within like three to six months later, uh, became a coach with the job. Well, you know, got my coaching certification and, um, and then worked both businesses, building my coaching business and my Mary Kay. I, I didn't let that go yet for about six months. And then I exceeded my income from Mary Kay with my coaching business. Uh, I let that go and I've been coaching ever since. And that was in uh, 2018. I was certified in 2017 and I left Mary Kay in 2018 and it's been a wild ride ever since. Nice. Fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. 
So obviously, I you mentioned something in there that just really really resonates, and, and typically I ask at some point. Um, you talked about the ability to design your business around your family. So let's dig a little deeper around that ability as an entrepreneur and and why that was important. Mm, yeah, a few reasons. Um, I'm going to just write it down because I, I tend to go off. You know, I go in many different directions. I want to make sure I bring it back. So I um, I'll I'll share with you that it started uh because I have uh, a, a son, he's now 21, but at the time he was quite young and he had been diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder. And I knew that, you know, I was, when I was working for someone else, uh, I would get phone calls from school or I would get distress calls from him or, you know, it ran the gamut. And I knew that I needed to be there for him uh at the level that he needed me so that was kind of my first like wow i really need to be able to design my own life and for my family because it fit in that way um but and at the same time what i realized through that journey and through that journey of entrepreneurship is when i had that freedom and flexibility i was able to be home and not miss events you know not miss soccer tournaments uh make sure I was the one that was picking up the kids and being involved in their life. And, a lot, you know, having my husband who worked for, you know, he works in corporate, but just being able to be my best self and uh, be able to give back to my family in that way, where when I was working in corporate, you know, I was stressed out, I was uh, strained, I was not happy. And so that wasn't me being my best self for my family. So it really started from this place of I needed to be there for my son and wanted to be there for my son. And then I, I you know, a few years later, I had a, da a daughter as well, who's now 14. My son's 21. But then I realized, wow, this is great. Like I'm here when she gets off the bus. I'm able to raise my kids and and build a business. And so it was very, very important to me. And I will share that what I've seen now is that my children, especially my daughter, uh, realizes she can do anything she wants. Like she mm -hmm. saw her mom um, build two businesses and she um, she realizes, wow, you know what? I've watched this journey. I can do this too. I believe I can do anything I want. So it's been a real, um, it's been a really important part of my parenting. That's so valuable. So let's talk about connection and the value of connection and the need for for creating connections in growing mm -hmm. a business yeah so um the need for growing connection so why don't why don't you do me a favor and go a little deeper with me on that one so when you say the need for creating connections in what what do you mean by that well as a i mean as entrepreneurs i mean i believe <laughs> that our our network is the equivalent of our net worth, right? So building and creating a network is is necessary for, for building and creating a business. And obviously in direct marketing for, for Mary Kay, it's all about your network. And obviously in coaching as a JMT coach, I believe it's all about your network. And so building and creating a network, I believe in any business, right? Whether you're an HVAC company locally creating a network of of clients and customers that, that use your services 
or you're building a network online and, and through, you know, relationships. Um, the value of relationships that, that you build around you is really necessary for, for creating, building your business. Um, and I think networking has changed over the last two years. You know? <laughs> and so the value of creating connections um, and not just, you know, people that we've exchanged our business card with, but I believe creating you know, real connections that, that have impact and influence um, for, for growing our business or for touching lives and adding value. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for, you know, kind of digging in a little bit more because now I learned a little, I, I learned more about what drives you. Uh, so as far as connections go, the, the way I like to approach this subject is building your connections comes, begins first with you being your authentic self. So absolutely being the person that you are and so that the people that you attract into your life um, are connected to you as a person, right? So us trying, people who are trying to build businesses by doing something other than what is authentically who they are or who they want to be or operating in a way that isn't in alignment with, uh, with who they are and the value they provide doesn't work, right? Because you you end up attracting either the wrong people or you're attracting nobody because you're <laughs> not truly, you, you don't have that. Um, it's almost like, uh, it's like the energy that you put out there is like a magnet to bring the people to you, right? It's very, very powerful. And so I think number one, when it comes to developing connections, it starts with you, right? Being your authentic self. And if you're new to business, anyone who's out there that's new to business, or maybe not new, <laughs> that um, isn't operating in that way, then I encourage them to really go deep with their inner coach. And your inner coach, like the way I look at that, you know, you can call it intuition. You can talk, you can call it, you know, your connection to God or the universe or infinite intelligence or whatever, whatever you call it, right? To go deep with that inner coach, to uncover what is your unique ability? What is your unique gift to the world? And to proudly share that and operate from that space. So that's a really good way to uncover that. And then as far as like the value of building those connections, what happens is when people want to be around you and when you're your true self, they stay close to you. And that's when they want to work with you. If you're a business owner, right, they get to know like who you are and what you deliver to the world. That's really the greatest converter of sales is that ability to be yourself and to just speak life and serve the people around you. I look right. at I look at just one last thing. I told you I end up going. You're gonna probably get. To, we're gonna talk for hours probably, but <laughs> hopefully not because I don't want people to like you know sign off. But what I wanted to say is something. Um, I look at, and I think this is a good shift for anyone out there who's maybe in sales uh, or or you know is new in business and wants to make sales, is you have to look at selling as serving. Right? It's like love. Like you can't look at selling as, oh, I've got to go out there and like sell this product. You have to go out there in the world, be your authentic self, provide for the world, whatever your gift is, 
find out the result your people want, speak to those results and how you can help them. And that alone starts to change the trajectory of people's lives. And then that infiltrates generations to come, right? Absolutely. So sometimes I like to ask about developing confidence, but but for you, I think it's more that shift you made from um, direct selling, direct marketing to to coaching. How did you find your inner voice or maybe how did you release it <laughs> and recognize that, oh, this is it, right? The, how did things come into alignment for you? Mm, I've got an exact story around that, actually. <laughs> so coming out of direct selling and um, I, I, like I said, I got my certification with John Maxwell and I remember coming back from the certification and I knew I was like, okay, this is it. Like I want to build this coaching business and who I wanted to work with were entrepreneurs who had a team like uh, small companies of a hundred or less, right? That's, and, and why did I want that? So let me explain that. My, my father was an entrepreneur. He owned his own mechanical contracting and HVAC business, which is funny because you said that earlier, but um, he, when he retired, he sold his business to two men who were in his company, but he had never developed into to be leaders, right? He was like, oh, they're the most likely choice. I'm going to sell my business to them. And my dad was a servant leader. He was he's an amazing man, amazing business person, like loved his people. And then he brought these two in who had a totally different mindset mm -hmm. and Consequently, the business tanked. And so in my heart, I was like, because I wasn't the one that took over that business, I was like, I'm going to get out there in the world and work with entrepreneurs so that they can raise up leaders, right? So you're asking me about how I moved in that confidence. Well, I'm going to tell you that when I first started getting out there, I was like, what do I know? Who, who's going to hire me? I was in Mary Kay. People are going to look at me like I'm nuts, right? How can you help me? Like that was all, that was my mindset. That was my limiting belief. Like I had nothing to offer to these entrepreneurs that they knew everything. They were CEOs and I wasn't operating as my authentic self for the first few months because what I was doing was like pounding the pavement and I was thinking I needed to like be a certain way and project this certain image. And I'll never forget one day I was sitting at my computer, pounding the pavement, like making cold calls, selling, you know, sending out emails. And I just stopped. And I was like, this is not how I want this to be. Like, this does not feel good. Mm. So I stepped away from my computer. I connected with my inner coach, you know, closed my eyes, just connected in. And I was like, how do I want to build this business? How do I want to build this business? And just like it happens, true, true to the way it happens, what dropped in was this idea of really encouraging others and being, um, being more of like myself, my encouraging self, but also being authentic by not trying to make sales, but instead like compliment people. Like if you see a business owner out there, compliment them on how they you know, how they're leading or how their company is growing, like make those authentic connections. And so what came to me in that moment was I had been to a women's leadership conference and there was a um, business owner, women 
in the in a panel in a discussion panel she was talking about how she leads her people and i was like wow people are really leading from the heart here and i had this idea to just send her a letter i wrote her a handwritten letter i said i saw you on the panel at the women's summit just wanted to say like i think you're you know a fabulous leader i'm so glad to see that you're leading your people in this way it really makes a difference in the world that was it sent the letter a week later i get a phone call from her hr director who says we're looking for a new coach you know she this person donna got your letter and she wants to you know talk with you about maybe doing some leadership development and that year that business that one business brought thirty thousand dollars into my and that was my first year in business $30,000 into my uh, revenue stream. So just breaking through that barrier and going and sitting with my inner coach and getting that wisdom was like, oh yeah, right. I just want to be real, you know, speak my truth and speak from my heart. And that's what I've done ever since. Mm, so good. So really that, that shift into authenticity and, and being yourself. So let's talk a little on the, on the character side, right? Because that's, I mean, I believe authenticity and character are so important and being able to develop your character while trusting your authentic self. Hang on. I lost my earbud. <laughs> developing my inner character by trusting my authentic self. Well, developing your inner character while trusting your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens is if you think about that, when you're, when you are developing that inner character, so going back to the inner coach, can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Okay, great. Um, when you are connected to your higher power, your inner self, your intuition, and you're constantly and you're continuously breaking through barriers and really um, taking personal responsibility for that growth and building that inner character, you become your authentic self, which is what in turn attracts your clients to you and the people that you're meant to work with. But at the same time, it hones your, it really hones your, um, your gift to the world too, right? Because you're constantly developing it. You're constantly improving it. And when you do, it's like everything that you want in your business comes to you because you're on that path and on that journey. Nice. You used a phrase there that I just love. So taking responsibility, I'm a huge advocate. Like <laughs> the, I wrote a, recently wrote a book, Entrepreneur Mindset, and the second chapter is called Own Your... <laughs> S-H-I-T. And so um, <laughs> it's, it's it's basically, you know, we have the choice in this world to to be a victim or be a victor. And and you can choose that every moment, every day, every, you know, in every situation. Um, how does taking responsibility for your life change your destiny? Oh, my goodness. I mean, if you think about it. There, there's a couple things around this, like the blame game. Like that is one thing like that. One of my core values is personal responsibility. And it's not only for me and my team members and my family. Like I look at person, like I teach my children personal responsibility, right? Like you take ownership of this. Um, 
but it's also, I put it out there because when I'm coaching people and they're not taking personal responsibility, I am able to really call it out because I've already put it out there that this is one of my values and this is how I work. And this is what I require of you to take personal responsibility. So when the blame game starts and you know, it creeps in and let's be real. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm sure there's times where you like, you'll start to like, even if it's the most subtle little blame, right? You got to catch yourself and be like, Ooh, that's me. Like totally. I'm like blaming an outside circumstance for, for where I'm at or for this situation is just be having that ability to call people out on that personal responsibility when they're not doing it. Okay. Why is that important? Why is it important to, to do that is because you, it, that ownership allows you to build what it is you want to build in your life and not have the excuses and not attach yourself to the excuses that you can't do it. When you give up your power in that way, you, you can't create what it is you want in your life. You have got to say, here's my circumstance. This is where I'm at. Let's say it's, I don't have any, you know, I've only, I'm only gaining one client every three months. I'm not building this business. Oh, the reason that I'm not, this business isn't working is because of the economy right now, right? You, that, that takes away your power to be able to change and shift your reality. So that's the first part of it. The second part is if you've ever um, read or seen anything about David Hawkins, the, the, the um, energy chart, like where, like your energy can be measured in Hertz. And if you go to that lowest level of like blame and um, worry and all these like really negative pathways, what ends up happening is you're not in a creative zone. You can't operate confidently and build what it is you want and create what it is you want in your life if you stay stuck at those low levels, mm -hmm. right? So when you can move above it, and so I think a good, a, a good way to, when you catch yourself in the blame game, and, and I think in the beginning when people who do kind of do that, maybe you don't realize the subtleties of when you're blaming, like it's clear when you're like, oh, the problem, my problem is because of you. Like that's really glaring, but there's also subtle ones. But when you start to catch yourself in the big ones, you start to become more aware of how many, how often you do it. Right. And the key is immediately is to say, hold on, this is me blaming what I need to do is move into the energy of like love or forgiveness or some of those higher levels of energy that allow you to step away and, or step away from that, right. From that blame game and move into those creative modes, creative ways of thinking. And, oh. and that's, that's how you build your business. <laughs> so powerful. All right. You mentioned the energy chart you mentioned. So I'm going to throw out two of those. You mentioned forgiveness uh, and, and the power of forgiveness, love, love that so i want to touch on why forgiveness is so important in in relationships it's one i deal with it in my book but i also know that entrepreneurs are constantly you know what do you mean i can't have a bad relationship with my father and still make good business decisions <laughs> totally. so, so i want to definitely hit that one but i also want to touch on the power of gratitude to move you through that that energy right to change mm. change your energy level yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that you said that you talk to entrepreneurs who, who 
some entrepreneurs who say that, right? I, you know, I have a terrible relationship with my dad and it doesn't affect like how I'm able to operate and be my best self. But the reality is, is that that's part of, I mean, if you think about it, it's like, it's like bad juju. It's like bad energy. It's like when you have that, when you're not fully um, in this place of not only being your authentic self, but being who God created you to be, right? You're on this earth for a reason. You have a gift. Um, if there's any, I mean, this is my belief, right? If there's any block in that, in that energetic sort of, um, like the energy that you're putting out, out there in the world, if there's any block to it, it's going to affect every area of your life. And the other piece of it is until you heal that part of your life, how can you be fully present and there for your employees, your family? Like, how can you be truly, truly present and there and your best self? It's, it's impossible because you still have this eh, over here on this other shoulder from something in the past. And I still, I mean, I'm, I'm sure with my corporate clients, I have two different lanes in my business, but what my corporate clients who have teams, when I work with those leaders, when they identify, and I know you must experience this, when you're coaching someone and they identify some sort of block within their business, like maybe they don't communicate well, or maybe they're like, I don't know, shy to communicate with a, a, um, a client of theirs who's got a strong presence or something. And you dig into that and you realize that like it has something to do with something with their mother or their father or their spouse or whatever. If they make that identification, that's huge to make that ID. But then the ones that don't want to dig into it, that's where I always say, like, you will never have your business to the place you want it until you dig into this. Yeah. And, you know, they're not always ready, but we have to be able to, like, hold that space for them and then gently bring it back to them when it pops up again and again and again. Absolutely. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson, available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, to dream.com. That's empower, number two, dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So let's talk about the power of gratitude to shift energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is really powerful. And I, you know, like, I used to think that that was such a like cliche thing, right? Like I would just, it's like, oh yeah. Okay. I'll just like think about something positive for years. I just, I thought it was a silly, silly thing, but what I've experienced. So, so, uh, you know, just to, to kind of bring back a little bit of the personal end. So my, my son who was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, uh, since he was 18, he's 21 now, but since he was 18, he went off this medication. And so now he's, you know, virtually homeless and, um, is self-medicating. It's, it's like a really bad spiral right now. And it has been for the past three years. Mm. And I have been using gratitude to shift out of worry. Um, because I go like, that's another very low level place, right? That worry place, but it's also real. Like as a mother, I, it's very difficult as a parent, um, or someone who loves somebody when they're in that space and you have no control over it. 
to go down that worry spiral. So that being said, I've been using gratitude to get me out of that spiral and bring me back to a place of peace and calm. And that is where the power is to you all for also for you to also hear from the inner coach. So if we talk about gratitude, if you get if you use gratitude to come back to this place where you you literally feel a shift, I, I should say I and I know others that experience it. There's a shift that happens energetically inside of you. I mean, try it sometime when you're just worried about something or you're you're trying to control something or something's like not feeling good. Just stop and focus on gratitude and really put yourself in that place. And it's not just like saying, oh, I'm grateful for this and I'm grateful for that, but really feeling it and really seeing it in your mind's eye and watch and feel how your body feels. And when you're at that calm place, that's when the inner coach is loudest for you. That is why it can help you in building your business, right? Because you are clear, the pathway is clear. And you can find those ways forward and hear those ways forward. Well, there's so much good in that. And I don't want people to miss it because you're talking about something so personal with your son and as a mother worrying. But the message in there is that those things are outside of your control. You absolutely cannot force your son to do anything. You can't make him do what you'd like him to do. You can't make him make the right choices. And you have to let go of that because you're powerless over it. And and I know that the tendency is to want to control, to want to fix, to want to heal, to want to hold. And the truth is you can't. And so by being willing to say, I cannot control this and step into gratitude and use gratitude to let go of the worry that a mother absolutely has the right to, to have, right? And, and worry for many people is it's an excuse <laughs> and and it's a you know our our relationship with with the lord our relationship says you know do not worry <laughs> let go of the things that you cannot control and that's not easy and so i love that you found gratitude and that you use gratitude to let go of those things that you cannot control right we talked about responsibility the the most powerful thing in responsibility is that differentiation, knowing what you can control and taking 100% responsibility for it and letting go of 100% of the responsibility of the things that you can't control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good. You know, and you just reminded me something of something too, Robert is I read, um, I don't know. Are you familiar with Gay Hendricks at all? Oh. Gay Hendricks? Yeah. He's okay. been a guest on the show. So go listen to his episode. <laughs> Okay, yeah, cool. My wife so, and I interviewed Gay and Kathleen together. Oh, that is fantastic. Oh, I'll definitely check that out for sure. Um, so I was not, I just became uh, familiar with Gay Hendricks. And I got to be honest, I don't remember how, but, um, but I read his book, uh, The Big Leap. And something he talked about was upper limiting. And he was like, pay attention to when you upper limit. And what I have noticed and what I've been working on is that my upper limit is I go, I immediately go to my son. As soon as I'm having some success, like I just, I just um, purchased, I just acquired a colleague's business. So I have a second lane to my business. And that's been a really big win for me. And as soon as that process was delivering, 
I noticed the worry. I noticed the stress. I noticed him calling me more like, and I was like, oh, this is that upper, this is totally that upper limiting. So when I recognize it, so going back to that gratitude or I noticed it as an upper limiting behavior mm. and it so you can so easily say, well, that, that has nothing to do with like, that is not happening. That just is a consequence. It's just consequences or, but it's not true. And so I use that gratitude and moving out of that place because I've also realized that if I allow myself to continue going down that place, my business will not grow the way I want it to. Mm. Right. So powerful. So powerful. Yeah. Great and, book. And and I know there are there are people listening that that say that say, but Maria, you you've got to you've got to and and the truth is you can't. Mm -hmm. There is nothing you can do to force your son to do anything that you'd love him to do that you'd like him to do to to take his meds. He's an adult, and and you simply got to let go. Yeah. And and that that that's not harsh. That's parenting. That's that's the truth about parenting is that we control the things we can control up until we can't. And then, mm -hmm. and then when we can't control them, we have to let them go. And so good for you. And I love Gay Hendricks. I love him and his wife and the work that they've done. And all of their books are fantastic. And I recommend all of them, both relationally. Um, they have very good marriage and relational things that just are so powerful. And it's that same message. They, they talk about integrity and living in, in integrity in the four areas of integrity that that you can. Yeah, it, but it really does boil down to taking responsibility for what you can and letting go of what you can't. And right. so powerful. And it and it does. When you let go of that, you cut off a boat anchor that you have no control over for the sake of yourself, your other relationships and of course your business and, and the impact that has on not just your business as a business, but your relationships throughout your business. Yeah. So, so, so that was a powerful visual. What you just said, that powerful anchor, because immediately we came to mind was a heaviness, hmm. right? Like you think about this, like this, this heavy anchor and it's like, it's anchoring you down, but it's also a burden. It's like, a, it's, and if you have no control over it to like release that, like imagine how that feels like it's hmm. so much lighter and, you're able to operate, right? You're able to operate. And, well, and, and there's so many people that allow their relationships, allow outside influences, right? Oh, this is a consequence of bad parenting. Oh, this is a consequence of mistakes I made in my past. Or this is, no, it's not. You're a causative being and you only can cause in the present. And so you have to forgive the past, including forgiving yourself, right? Especially when it comes to our children, it comes to a bad relationship that we've lost or broken. You have to forgive and forgive that person and let go of it and forgive yourself and, and let go of it and move forward. It's so powerful. I love the upper limits yeah. too, because we, we don't think we have these upper limits, limiting beliefs and being able to be aware of them and being able to go, uh Oh, Whoa, wait, what? And so yeah. recognizing those and being able to cut those away is, is so powerful. So, yeah. so, so good for you. And, and I love how you you're using gratitude in such a powerful, powerful way. Gratitude is so powerful, right? It's a, I believe it's a direct connection to the divine. And I believe that that gratitude is the most powerful thing to take you from those lower levels of shame and guilt to to let you know push you into the upper levels. And you know, I I call the line 
of taking responsibility, the line of courage, right? As soon as you cross that line of courage, taking responsibility for your life, you get up into those places of joy and peace. And, and I believe the highest level is, is love. And, and of course, the level of God and, and divine is unconditional love, which we rarely can tap into because we're so judgmental and we're so <laughs> caught up into the things of this world. But that's, that's the desire is to move up into that, those upper levels and gratitude is what shifts you up those levels. And of course, gratitude plus responsibility creates all kinds of opportunity and openness and experiencing your emotions at a whole different level, which Gay and Kathleen Hendricks specialize in so much is experiencing your emotions and recognize them. For me, it's like the check engine light, right? Each of those emotions is a is a little warning sign on the dashboard saying, oh, something's going on over here, whether it's sadness or anger. And, and I want to experience those fully so that I understand what's going on rather than just allowing my emotions to be this, this attack on me, right? Most of us feel like, oh, you can't cry. Oh, you can't experience anger. Oh, stop, right? <laughs> rather than saying, no, experience that emotion and understand where it's coming from, understand its cause. And then you deal with cause rather than trying to just put a band-aid on emotion, which is what our culture wants to do, right? We want to put band-aids on emotions so you don't feel them, you don't experience them. And then we're not fully understanding our body and fully understanding our experience in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And allowing yourself to feel them as well. It's like you said, it's that warning sign but let them pass through, right? So pay attention to them and say, oh, okay, I'm feeling this right now. And let me just kind of explore this and be with it and understand why is it here and know that it's okay, (laughs) right? Because, I mean, just an experience recently that I had, I remember feeling some, and it was unrelated to my son, but it was just kind of this wake up in the morning, like worried about something in my business. And instead of me, which I used to do, which is like push down and be like, just pump, you're fine, put it aside and go. I was like, hold on, it's okay, I'm worrying right now. Let, Let me just like feel this for a minute and understand it and then move into that gratitude, right? Like, why am I worrying? Let me explore that thought, that feeling. And then move into the gratitude and move out of it because Absolutely. it's there to tell you something, right? Absolutely. Well, and and for so so long, you know, women aren't allowed to experience certain emotions. Men, we tell them, well, don't don't be angry, put put that anger away, and 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 of course, sadness and crying. No, don't men don't cry, and so we put those emotions and we we try to block them and hide them, and of course, those create energy blocks, right? We're we're blocking our body's energy and. By putting that anger down in there, you block it, and it's blocking all the energy and other goodnesses that we're supposed to experience. And I talk a lot with other guests. It's come up a lot about how our culture has set us up to be experiencing anxiety and stress at the highest levels. And so our body and our brain are in fight, flight, and freeze mode, which means our brain is dumping adrenaline into the body and doing all these terrible things rather than letting those emotions flow through us experiencing them and not trying to stop it and block it, right? Block is a terrible, terrible word, right? When you allow it to flow, allow it to pass, then it keeps flowing and passing. Your brain is no longer feeling like, ooh, this is fight, flight, and freeze constantly, right? We let go of the anxiety and the stress. And guess what the brain does? It releases dopamine, oxytocin, and serotonin and other endorphins 
But guess what those make your body feel like? You experience joy. You feel good. You you have these positive. That's what the brain's designed to give to us instead of this constant adrenaline of fight, flight, and freeze and constant anxiety. And and so many people are going through their days in this constant. We're, we're like the caveman who's who's constantly in, in hunt mode and fear mode. And, and we're not supposed to live that way 24 hours a day. And so I love, you talked about getting to your inner self, right? Just stopping and let it flow through and, and turning to that, that inner voice, that, that inner self. And really what that does is allow the stress and anxiety to let go and allow the dopamine and oxytocin and things, endorphins that our brain is supposed to release for good things. <laughs> and makes the body feel good things. And so many people don't experience good feelings inside their own bodies. And, and of course that impacts your life and business and relationships. Yep. Totally. It really does. And it's why, and, and I mean, this, this is a whole rabbit hole, but it's why people are using substances or right. So we, it's almost like we're going backwards in <laughs> in our ability to be able to let our emotions, like just to allow them to happen. We're going backwards in that. And so what we're doing is we're using whatever pharmaceuticals to take, to change that. Right. Mm. It's where it could happen naturally. And which I don't know a lot about, so I don't even want to speak on it, but there, what you're saying is just to allow that to happen. If those are being released and those are helpful, hormones to happen, then that's what we need to do. We need to start moving into that space. You know, you said well, something earlier too about courage too, like moving up the ladder a little bit at a time to get in those realms of courage to build your business. And that's one thing I always share, um, especially with my new coaches and consultants to say, what is your, and what is your rebel yell is what I call it. Right. What is like, we all talk about our why, what's our why, what's our, you know, and, and we need to have that. But to go deeper and say, what what is it that I want to share and shout to the world? And my for me, it goes back to that courage of your rebel yell is like, that's the thing that gives you courage mm. to, to grow your business and stop, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship, stop playing small stop feeling like I can't do this. Like all those like meek little, I'm moving into this little teeny tiny ball and I don't want to put myself out there. And for goodness sakes, like get your rebel yell. What is it that you want the world to know so that you can step into that realm of courage? Mm, so good. I mean, we, we definitely tend to play small and we tend to, we tend to have that idea that, that, you know, God wants us to be meek and, and not, not put others, not put others below us and not, not, not play big. And, and I believe we were created for greatness. We were created to do incredible, incredible things. And we've talked about the power of the brain and those chemicals that the brain re releases, but there's also this power of our brain's interconnectedness, right? Napoleon Hill called it the power of the mastermind. And it wasn't just the, that, you know, 10, in his case, it was 10 men, right? Putting those 10 men around the table and, and these incredible things. But when 10 brains are in a room, even on an internet connection, connected and have the same intention, right? The same intention of growing their business, of influencing the world for good, the brains are actually operating at a higher frequency and operating at a, at, at a higher creativity 
and the ability for them to create solutions and bring about incredible things. Um, look at what humanity has done in the last, just the last 500, just the last 200 years. And those things have happened because of the power of the mastermind, right? Airplanes and iPhones and, and spaceships and all, all of these incredible, incredible things have been done because of the power of the human brain working together with others. Um, and, and, and people just feel like, well, well, not me, I'm different. I couldn't mm -hmm. do that. And, and the truth is you absolutely have that same exact power. You have, you have yep. access to the same exact source and all you have to do to get yep. into the club is believe. Yeah. 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 We're all human. Believe right? you belong in the club, right? There's nothing yes. special about any of those people. Steve Jobs is the same human. His brain is the same exact yep. brain. It's had the same exact abilities and people don't believe that they belong in the club and they eliminate themselves before they even try. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's only meant for a small few and it's so not true. It's, we all have that power that's it, within us and it's really, it's really connecting to the inner coach and it's all of what we talked about today. It's taking personal responsibility. It's moving into gratitude. It's, it's constantly working on yourself, right? Constantly breaking through your barriers and being really diligent to always do, to always being on that path, oh, right? It's so that's good. where you gain the power and you have a little mini win and you get excited and you're like, wait, maybe I can do this. And then it just goes from there. Whew, so powerful. It's I love great. It. So good stuff. All right. What, in, what inspires you? You know, it's my rebel yell. It's, it's absolutely what inspires me to do what I do is because I know when I do it, right? When I am out there putting myself out there, creating my business, um, living the life that I dream and desire, um, living large, whatever it is I want, and other people who are living small see it, it inspires them to do it. Wait, I saw Maria 10 years ago when she was doing this, and now she's here? Like, I can do that too. That's what absolutely inspires me. You can do this, right? And I want to be that inspiration for my daughter, for my husband, right? Who, if he's he's in a great job now, but he was in a job that he didn't love. And I was like, you don't have to live this way. You don't have to be miserable and, and to inspire him and my family. And my just, that is what drives me to do what I do. I love it. All right. We're going to switch it up a little bit. Okay. You mentioned your husband. Uh -oh. So now it's, what was your most memorable date? Oh, it was our first date and it's because it's hilarious. Nice. So our very first date, he took me out to breakfast and I like, I'm a bacon over easy toast gal. Like that is my breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want the drippy egg everywhere and I wanted to be very proper. So I ordered scrambled eggs, which I hate. <laughs> And I remember saying, okay, I can't eat. I'm not going to, all right, I'm just going to like, I got the bacon, but I didn't get the, the, the runny egg and I ordered it. And then he placed his order. What do you think he orders? Over easy. I, totally. I was like, oh, 
So that's my most memorable memorable date, and and we laugh we laugh about it so much. Well, it's just hilarious. So fun. How important is play and fun in your life and business? Oh, it's everything. Fun is everything. It's like I'm always. I just I love to have fun. I love adventure. I love and and you know the way I run my business is I'm not like a you know eight to five like working the whole time like if i feel inspired to go you know to to jump on my mountain bike and go for a mountain bike ride in the middle of the day or to you know take a half a day and go skiing pull my daughter out of school and go skiing like the two go together like when you and it goes back to that authentic self like if that's the kind of life you desire live it Mm. and I'm not saying you don't work on your business. Like, of course you have to have a strategy and you have to have goals and you have to have ways to get to those goals. But if you desire flexibility in your life, make sure that you're having flexibility in your life. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's having fun. I love to have fun. Um, And it also puts me in that creative energy zone. You know, when I took my daughter skiing, pulled her out of school, we went skiing for half a day. That was like energizing to me and her and it built our connection. And then that night I picked up a, you know, sat in my home office and decided, you know, I'm going to do a little bit of work here. I felt more inspired that day to do the work because I had allowed myself that freedom and flexibility in the day. So it puts me in a good mood. So it's important. I love it. All right. How have routines helped you in growing your business and Mm. and yourself? Yeah. So um, I'll tell you the first couple years, because one of my values is freedom and flexibility. The first couple of years when I became a coach, um, with, you know, got my certification and started my business, my coaching business. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't have, um, like the goals and the process and the action steps. I, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to like work it. I, there was no strategy and it was killing me. Like it, I was doing all the work, but I was not getting the results that I wanted. And so I got way more um, clear on a process and the action steps to get there and setting the goals. Um, But most recently, since I've acquired this second business, now I have two lanes. I'm even more like right now, I am very, very, very strategic with my time, very careful with my time. Um, I have everything out in 90 day, like I have a 90 day goal. I work in 90 day goals now. I mean, I have a, a, a year, year you know, a yearly goal, but I work in 90 day blocks and I specifically like block every moment of my day. And that includes my fun time, my meditation time, my lunch, my, you know, phone calls, my IPAs, like it's all in there. And I make sure that they're aligned. Those action steps every day are aligned to my weekly, monthly goals. So I am super strategic which for many years I had a prayer, like, cause I thought, I thought I stunk at strategy, like strategy and process. I was like, I don't even know how, how do I make a system? And it was like a prayer of mine forever. Like, please teach me how to be more strategic. And I was able to do that. And I had to do it, especially with this second business, but it's important. Love it. So how has contribution been a part of your journey and, and how has entrepreneurship or owning your business allowed you to, to contribute more to give back? Mm, yeah. Well, you make more income, right? So <laughs> the more money you make, the more that you can give away. 
Um, and that includes like your not only your your monetarily, but your time as well. I give back in in my time. Like I don't tithe just with uh, finances, but I'll tithe with my time as well. Um, and I think the the greatest gift there has been when I've trusted. Like we talk about, I know in church, uh, it's tithing 10%, right? And having the ability or knowing that when you trust that, even if you're only making a few dollars, if you tithe that 10% and trust that, the resources come, right? And that's one thing I, I really feel strongly about. The resources come when you trust that. And when you make more money and you're able to tithe more of your time and your finances, that's just, it just brings more of that like good feeling, right? Cause you're giving back, you're giving back to people who maybe don't have, which is important. Absolutely. All right, Maria, what's the big dream? Uh, the biggest dream I have right now, well, I've got a couple, kind of a more immediate big dream is I want to, uh, my husband and I and my 14 year old daughter, we want to purchase a Toyota um, little travel van with the kitchenette and the whole shebang. Our plan is to fly out to Portland, Oregon, where they sell them and drive it back east and just like check out the whole country together before she goes to college. So that's kind of my big dream right there. But my very, my, my very most largest dream is to um, have my business operating in a way where my husband can join me. And it's a family business and he can leave his job, join me and and uh, be the COO of my company. Because right now I have a team of three that I work with. I'm able to manage that, but I want to I want to be bigger and I want him to be a part of it. So that's that's the dream for me and my family right now. Love it. Have a, have a very similar plan. So love, love that. So you spent an hour having coffee with an entrepreneur and you want to leave them with Maria's words of wisdom, what would you share? Mm, yeah. So I'm going to go right back to that, that rebel yell, like to really find what it is that motivates you, like at that deep place, like, what is it? Why is it that you want to do what you do? But what do you want to scream from the mountaintops? What, what do you want everybody to know? And why is it that you want them to know that? What is it that you will, what is it that you will do for the world when you step upon that mountaintop and just shout it out? You have to know that at such a deep level because that's what'll motivate you. It'll give you the courage and it'll attract the right people to you for your business. Mm, so good. Maria, thank you so much for taking the time today. Appreciate all the wisdom that you shared. What a wonderful conversation. Appreciate your vulnerability and, and the stories that you've shared. And I know you've added so much value to me and to my audience. Thank you. It was a pleasure. I loved it. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. ADDValueMindset.com
in our next episode. Gerilyn is the author of Decluttering Your Home, Tips, Tactics, and Trade Secrets, and From Hoarding to Hope, Understanding People Who Hoard and How to Help Them. She loves to talk about organizing, minimizing, and simplifying. In a nutshell, you could say that Gerilyn is a naturally organized organizer who helps small business owners get organized and perfect the process of being imperfectly productive.